Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Special welcome to our visitors who are with us here at St. Paul's, especially those who are here for little Brooks' baptism this morning. What a special day. On Mother's Day, especially as you get ready to come to church, Mom looks you over, right? Mom looks you over, make sure your hair is combed, make sure your teeth are brushed. Today, we are going to take a closer look and look over Jesus' love so we can love like Jesus. That's the theme for our service today. We'll see that more in our scripture readings and our lessons and our songs. We'll follow the order of service as it's printed out for you in your worship folder or projected on the wall, beginning with our first hymn, 380. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful and that I have disobeyed you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have done what is evil and failed to do what is good. For this I deserve your punishment, both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for my sins, and trusting in my Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner.
God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given his only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Congregation may be seated for the song of praise.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Risen and ascended Lord, while we were still in our sins, you chose us, laid down your life for us, and called us friends. By your great love for us, inspire us to love one another and to go out into the world to bear fruit according to your promise. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. At this time, we invite Travis and Lauren, Porter and Brooks, the witness forward. Past week, Brooks and I got to run around in the gym a little bit, kick a soccer ball back and forth. One thing I noticed, though, just like sometimes happens to me, Brooks tripped and fell several times. He's so fast and he gets going, his head is faster than his feet, he tripped and fell. What baptism is, is God picking us up for good and taking us in his arms. When we had fallen short of his glory, fallen in our sins, God picks us up in our baptism. Travis and Lauren, by bringing Brooks forward to be baptized, you are doing something God-pleasing. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptism is something that we were all born with a deep need for. King David said in Psalm 51, surely I was sinful from birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet in baptism, God washes away our sins, gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit, brings us into God's family, and gives us countless blessings of eternal life and salvation with him as well. Baptism doesn't work because the pastor is here or because uh, I'm wearing a white robe. Baptism works by the power and promises of our God in the words that he gave us uh, in baptism. So at this time, I'll let you bring Brooks forward. And Brooks, receive the sign of the cross on the head and on the heart to mark you as a redeemed child of God. You can lean his head over. Brooks Declan Moyer, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has forgiven all your sins. You are born again by your baptism and made a dear child of your Father in heaven. May God strengthen you to live in his grace all the days of your life. Peace be with you. And baptism is not the end. Jesus said also, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Travis and Lauren, God gives the primary responsibility for teaching their children about the Lord to parents. Uh, we are so blessed here at St. Paul's to be able to partner with you in that. Uh, but if that is your intent, to continue raising Brooks to know his Savior week in and week out, and to grow in God's word with him, answer yes, and we ask God to help us. And baptism is also something that we can use every day of our life. Every day we can wake up remembering that we are washed children of God, forgiven all of our sins, forgiven and wiped away, 
and we can live by the power of our baptism every day. Let's continue with prayer. Merciful Father in heaven, we thank you for the gift of baptism by which you wash away sin and give us a new and eternal life. Help us each day to remember that through baptism you clothe us with Christ, that we may stand holy and righteous before you. Look with favor on Brooks, that he may be kept safe by the gift of your spirit, grow daily in your grace, and live forever by the power of the risen Christ. Make us willing to carry out our responsibilities to all the baptized, so that all may finally come to the blessed joys of heaven. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Travis and Lauren and Port Brooks will let you remain up here for a second. Travis and Lauren have gone through our Bible information class and are joining as our members, so at this time we'll have their new member induction. Um, they, together with their children, Porter and Brooks, desire to be members of this congregation. Travis and Lauren, our Lord Jesus promises to confess before the Father in heaven those who faithfully confess him on earth. You have come before this Christian congregation to declare your faith and to unite with us in Christian love and fellowship. Therefore, lift up your hearts to the God of all grace and joyfully answer these questions. Do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If so, answer, I do. Do you believe that the teaching of the Lutheran Church, as you have learned to know it from our Bible instruction class, is faithful and true to the Word of God? If so, answer, I do. Do you intend to continue firmly planted and practicing in the Christian faith, diligent in the use of God's Word and sacrament, and leading a godly life even to death? If so, answer, I do, and I ask God to help me. Will you support with your time, talents, and offerings the work that our Lord has given to this congregation? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me. Upon hearing your promises, we, the members of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, receive you in fellowship and love and invite you to share in our worship, communion, and mission in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. After service today, you'll have a chance to greet Travis and Lauren and their children and, and talk with them a little bit uh, in the narthex after the service. Let me head back to your seats at this time. And the congregation is invited to stand in honor of the gospel. The Gospel according to John chapter 15. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last. 
and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. This is the gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became fully human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated for our next hymn, 497.
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of love. Amen. God's word we consider in our sermon today is from 1 John chapter 4. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. This is God's word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Just like taking a full bouquet of flowers and rotating it so that you can see its beauty from different sides, a mother's love has many different sides to it as well. A mother's love is patient when her children make mistakes and are immature. A mother's love is not self-seeking, spending countless hours cleaning and caring for and carting her children around to different events and activities and to school and back. A mother's love always hopes even when others, everyone else has given up on her son or daughter she is hopeful. A mother, a mother's love protects, always looking to shield and guard her child from harm or ruin. So many different sides to a mother's love, all of which we give thanks to our God for. God works those things for us through mothers. This Easter season, as we've been journeying through 1 John, John's first epistle, we've seen many different sides of love as well. Two weeks ago, how great is the love of the Father that we should be called children of God. Last week, how love goes into action. And love is not just words, but today. God invites you and me to inspect love, 
to see what genuine love looks like and sounds like and how it leads us to respond. This is genuine love. Today, as we journey through 1 John 4, 1 to 11, 1 to 12, we will test it, we will know it, and we will copy it. John says that many false prophets have gone out into the world. There are so many different preachers and social media personalities and Christian authors and religious institutions. There are so many of them, about as many as there are varieties of food at Walmart. I looked it up this past week, there are about 200 different denominations of Christianity in America. And in the world, an estimated 45,000. That's an awful lot of different prophets, preachers, teachers. John reminds us that many false prophets have gone out into the world. But he says here to test the spirits. That's a reminder that these aren't just people who are bringing us these messages. There are spirits at work behind this. Either the Holy Spirit or unholy spirits. And that's the way it's been for thousands of years. Actually, back in the garden, what did the devil do? He took on the form of a serpent and he set before Adam and Eve a very convincing, compelling, a very appealing and logical case to eat that fruit. But that was the devil at work there. The devil sets behind different messages, very appealing and logical and rational arguments, just like he did with Jesus out in the wilderness, in the desert. Uh, Throw yourself down, God says. He'll protect you. He'll send his angels. Paul reminds us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the authorities and the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, the Spirit says clearly that in later days many will abandon the faith and will follow after teachings of demons. That's why John encourages us to test the spirits because many spirits are at work behind preachers and teachers with religious messages. As we test things, it's kind of like testing food. There is no one who could cook like mom, right? Mom's cookies, when you taste different cookies, it just doesn't taste quite like mom's. Or mom's famous casserole. When we have other foods, other meals, it just doesn't quite, quite taste the same. John says how we can test the spirits here. He says, Every spirit that acknowledges that Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Back around the time of John, there was a false teacher named Serinthus who said that all matter and all bodies are inherently evil and the virgin birth never happened. John takes this false teacher and this false teaching head on and says, this is not from God. This is a false spirit. This is wrong. Stay away from it. John also says, we are from God And whoever knows God listens to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Everything Jesus learned from the Father, he told his apostles, like Peter and James and John and Paul. 
He passed that information along to them, the Father's teaching, and they wrote it down in the Scriptures. There in the Scriptures, that is our standard. God's Word, the Bible, how we test the spirits so that we know what genuine love really is. One spirit in our day and age will say that Jesus died on the cross to give you the power to do good works and finish your salvation and earn heaven for yourself. But the spirit of truth records Jesus as saying, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear much fruit. The spirit of truth says, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Another spirit will say, you just need to make your decision for Jesus. And Christianity is all about your commitment to him. It's not what the spirit of truth says in the scriptures. Another spirit will say, all religions are basically the same. It's about trying to be good Uh, Many different paths to God. But the spirit of truth records Jesus himself as saying, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's not just a matter of tastes. Testing the spirits is the difference between truth and falsehood, the difference between purity and poison. It's the difference between life and death. That's why John urges you and me to test the spirits to see and know what genuine love is. Hold on to that by testing it. Also, to know it. After growing up with our mothers and spending enough years and enough time with them, we know our moms pretty well. One mother loves 80s music, and dark chocolate and putting together puzzles. Well, another mother loves running and exercise, drinking coffee and reading. We know our moms pretty well, don't we? But God says when it comes to genuine love, you have to know him. Listen again. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Did you catch that? God is love. Not just sometimes or somewhat. God equals love. It's woven into the fabric of his being. It's his essence. It's who he is. When you look at God, you look at love. When you listen to God, you hear love. When you know God, you know love. When it comes to genuine love, God is love. John keeps things fairly simple for us here. He says it either is love or it isn't love. And when it comes to us, it hasn't been love. It isn't love, not from us. Our love is an imitation, a knockoff, a fraud. We may 
say that we love, but when we get the chance, we put ourselves first. We realize that we should love, but then we complain about how much time it takes or how much effort has to go into it. We may feel like we love, but that's generally when we're being given something instead of giving something. Love is not that we have loved God. We listen to God when he tells us what we want to hear. Otherwise, we tend to ignore him. We call on God when we're desperate, and not just because we want to or love him. We give to God what we think that we can spare, what we have left over. This is love, not that we loved God. And even mothers, not love. Mothers, too, lose their temper. Mothers get jealous of or arrogant toward other mothers. Mothers fill their children with things that clutter the houses instead of what truly nourishes their soul. What we sometimes think of as love from us, that's not love. We should be unknown to God and destined for death. This is genuine love. How God showed his love among us, that he sent his one and only son into the world, that we might have life in him. He sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Let's look at that a little more closely. Let's get to know it. God's one and only son. He is the genuine article, the real deal. He is God himself. That's genuine love. This is a love that we could see, a visible love. God showed his love among us so that his son, he was born among us. He breathed and lived and grew. He taught, he healed, he preached for all to see. It was an obedient love. He went where he was sent. God told him to and he did it. He listened and fulfilled God's will. It's a sacrificial love. He suffered. He was pierced, crowned with thorns, and lifted on a cross and died. That sacrificial love, his blood was an intentional love for our sins. All of our wishy-washy love, our fake love, our futile attempts at love, all of that was taken away in God's one and only Son. He gave us genuine love. God's son is ours. God's love is ours. God's life is ours. And he continues to show us this genuine love. The washing of water through the word, wine and wafer. As we gather in his name, he shows this genuine love to us so that we can keep knowing it, continue to grow in it. This is genuine love. Know it but also copy it. On Friday evening, we had the preschool and kindergarten end of the year program. It was so neat as all the little kids were standing up here. You could see they look an awful lot like their mothers. They, they bear a resemblance already at a young age. But as we grow older, we can't avoid it. We start looking and acting more and more like our mothers. 
one woman's face will look just like her mother. Another woman will have similar health struggles as her mother had. One man is strong-willed, just like his mother. Another man has the same sense of humor as his mother. Whether we like it or not, we become a copy of the one who gave us birth. It's necessary, it just happens. Isn't that what John is talking about here? Listen again to what John says. Everyone who loves has been born of God. When God gave you and me birth, giving us the gift of faith by the power of the Holy Spirit, ever since then, we do love. This is who we are, children of God, and this is what we do. We love like Jesus loved us. This is a genuine love because it's from God and worked by God in us as children of God. Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. We love one another and copy God's love, not in order to be children of God, but because he has given us birth as his children. It's because he has first loved us. Since God so loved us, let us also love one another. We ought to. It's not an option. It's an obligation, a necessity, a must. This is how Jesus put it in the gospel today. This is my command. Love each other. Copy me. Do this. We do that just as Jesus loved us. Even when others don't love us. Love that's not always returned. We love. Since God so loved us, we love by bringing Jesus to other people, just as God sent his one and only son to us. We love by encouraging people on the path to life, just as God has given us life in Jesus. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Copy it. This is genuine love. One thing that moms impress on us is not to settle. Don't settle for less than the real thing. Get back on that piano and you play it a few more times until you play it right. You shouldn't be dating him. He doesn't really love you. Moms don't let us settle. They don't want us to settle for less than the best. Oh, you haven't been feeling good? You should go to the doctor. That still isn't working, go get a second opinion. Don't settle. That's what God encourages you and me today too. Don't settle for less than the real thing. This is genuine love, tested by the spirit of truth in the scriptures. Hold on to that. Know it by knowing God. Get to know him better and better because he is love. Copy it as children born of God. May this love always be found among us. May it be in the forefront for us. Just like looking at a beautiful full bouquet of flowers. May we always appreciate the beauty of this love. Genuine love from God. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.
We sing the created me. will be brought forward. We continue with prayer. Dear God, we praise you for your genuine love, which you've shown us in your Son and spoken to us by your Spirit. Help us always to hold on to your genuine love and to reflect it among each other. Heavenly Father, we praise you for the mothers that you have given to us and the many blessings of body and soul that you give us through them. Please grant healing to families where sin or sickness has brought hardship and separation. Please give strength to mothers to serve you joyfully and wholeheartedly. Help all women, whether single or married, with children or without, to find solace and satisfaction in being your daughters through Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we give you thanks for baptism, which now saves us by the resurrection of Jesus Christ and by his righteousness in which it clothes us. Continue to strengthen Brooks Moyer, and Kayla Bentley, and Addison Garcia in their baptisms from today on until they wear white robes in heaven. Holy Spirit, you call, gather, enlighten, and sanctify the Christian church and keep it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. We give you thanks for gathering us as members of your church and for our congregation, St. Paul's. Bless the Moyer family, the Garcias, the Volucases, and Lori Weinold as members here. May we grow in Christ and encourage each other as we see the day approaching. In Jesus' name we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had broken it, he gave thanks and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
congregation may be seated for the communion distribution. If you're visiting with us this morning, please uh, take note of our practice of close communion as it's outlined on the screen and in our bulletin. Also this weekend, we are reverting to the pattern of distribution that we used to have before the pandemic, dismissing one side and then the other going back and forth. You may come forward at the direction of the ushers. Thank you. 